Hey everyone, welcome to Cigars and Syndication, where we're passionate about cigars and real estate. I'm Robbie, I'm here with Jay. Uh, today we're going to smoke uh, our Tabernacle uh, Goliath, and uh, we're going to talk about what I think is a really hot topic right now in real estate, and that's uh, BTR. Hey, welcome everybody, I'm Junaid Noor, and uh, we are smoking this uh, Tabernacle uh, Perfecto. Uh, very strong cigar, very good cigar. We'll review it a little bit more at the end, but let's go on with BTR. So, you know, Robbie, you're our, our construction and acquisitions expert. Uh, explain to us what a BTR is. So a, a BTR is a bill to rent. Uh, it's, it's a similar concept to multifamily apartment, uh, in, in regards to they, they sometimes build entire communities with the sole purpose of renting these units out. Sometimes they, they go out into existing neighborhoods and single out and buy just one home in that entire community. Uh, but, but it's a really similar concept to multifamily apartments. It's just, uh, it's just kind of a step up or, or, you know, you can get the, the single family home with a yard, garage and, and not, not be a homeowner. So, you know, the, the, the concept kind of started off, um, uh with uh, a lot of the pooled investment funds like hedge funds. And what they did was uh, they saw that single-family home rentals were getting much better market caps than uh, a multifamily building or even retail uh, or any of the other properties. So they went out and they started buying uh, single-family homes and they were enjoying 8 9% caps. Um, and so what happened was that uh, hedge funds would go and they would buy 200 homes in, in, in a given community, in a given city. However, they were having problems with maintenance, uh, and, and taking care of those homes because those homes were spread, spread out. Uh, so some of the home builders started coming up with this concept and said, Hey, you know what? Why don't we build a 200 home single family house subdivision? and put it all up for rent. So, you know, they're going to be just cookie-cutter homes, and they're going to be all up for rent. Uh, the same multifamily concept, but they're actually single-family homes. Yeah, I think it's a it's a really interesting concept, and I think with the environment today, uh, a lot of people think that it's cheaper to rent a home than own a home right now. And with the interest rate so high, uh, you know, I think it I think it fills a need. I think there's there's families and individuals that want that home, that single family home, but they just can't afford it. They can't accumulate a big enough down payment or the interest rate has made that change just not really an improvement on their quality of life. Yeah. And with single family, uh, with rental costs being so high all across the country, the average, uh, in, in Q3 of 2023, the average rental cost for an apartment across the country nationwide was between 2000 and 2500 dollars. And most people are finding that BTRs are about $1,000 a month less. So that's a significant amount of money. And, um, you know, they can get a, a, a home uh, with a backyard and a front yard. And if you have a family, you know, uh, you can get a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house um, for $1,000 less than renting an apartment. And you get your own space, right? So you're not, you don't have somebody up on top above you, somebody on your sides, things like that. Well, I think, you know, it's just like with any new concept. It was the, you think back on, on the, the Airbnb concept, uh, the, the VRBO concept. It was great for a minute. 
Then it ran into some conflict and the BTR is kind of coming into those same challenges where, you know, some of these, these groups were buying homes in existing neighborhoods because their deed restrictions weren't written properly. And, and now you have neighborhoods with 30, 40% of the homes in that area are rental homes. And, and it is in some cases artificially increasing the price of their homes, which you wouldn't think was a bad thing, but it makes them unaffordable. And, and cause now you have a home for sale that is a revenue that has a revenue. Right. And you know, um, right now, uh, the, the latest statistics show that Phoenix and Dallas, Fort Worth area, are the leaders in, in uh, BTR um, units. So Dallas and, and Phoenix both, both have about 8,000 units of BTRs, that new units that they put up last year in 2023. Most of the BTR units are all concentrated in southern states, and mainly because there's so much more land, right? It's not easy to, to buy a big tract of land in New York. Uh, and put up a BTR community. So most of these are are, are concentrated in Dallas, in Phoenix, uh, Houston, Austin, um, and you know some in Florida, Georgia, in, in most of the southern states. Yeah, you just don't get the densification that you would get in a in an apartment situation where you're stacking three and four and five stories in some cases when they get to mid rises. So you've got to you've got to probably acquire the land at the right price to make these things work. So another interesting concept that's uh, or interesting development that's coming up right now is uh, Congress is uh, is debating this uh, new law that they want to pass. It's called the End Hedge Funds Ownership of American Homes Act. Now, I don't know where it's going to go, but the basic concept of that act is they want the hedge funds to divest themselves of the BTR communities and single family homes. And the reason being, or the reason that they're giving us is that uh, home ownership uh, has been the cornerstone of building wealth in America for the last 50 years, since World War II. Uh, you know, it's always been like the American dream, right? Own your own home. Unfortunately, most Americans can't buy homes to own for two reasons. Number one, the hedge funds are coming in and buying them up at market value or above market value. Number two, interest rates are high. So it's a double whammy here where um, the average American can't afford to buy a house or especially ones who are graduating from college, uh, new, uh, starting off in their jobs, starting off new families. They can't afford to buy homes. So Congress is trying to act. What do you think about that? You know, I think it's interesting. Um, I think developments, you know, whether they're existing or new, they need to take a hard look at their deed restrictions. New buyers need to look at their deed restrictions. I know that in some areas, you take Nashville and even Phoenix, uh, there's great concern on where you buy and, you know, can your neighbor be an Airbnb? Well, in the case of BTR, can your neighbor be owned by a corporation and and be a, a rental home right next door to you? And can they own one home in your neighborhood? Or can they own 15 homes in your neighborhood? So I think the deed restrictions is where it's going to have to really, you know, take hold. Um, I can see people's concerns. Uh, do I think that the reaction is late? Uh, I mean, I've seen statistics that hundreds of thousands, if not a million homes, are owned by these hedge funds. And and to just, here's your investment, develop these these programs, and then now, you know, we're going to take these away from you effectively. So if you remember back in 2012, <clears throat> Mitt Romney was running for 
uh, for president. And the big um, story was carried interest. Oh my God, these hedge funds are getting away with carried interest. And, um, you know, we need to do something about carried interest. And oh, Mitch Romney made a lot of money uh, because of carried interest. Uh, so carried interest, in case you don't know, is uh, for the people who don't know, is basically the, the, the profit that is made by a general partnership in a partnership deal where you have limited partners and general partners, that is taxed at capital gains rates and not at ordinary income rates. Um, not all of it, but, but the, but a portion of it is, is, is taxed at a, at a lower rate. And hedge funds make a lot of money, uh, as carried interest, which is taxed at much lower rates. So carried interest was a big headline during that election year. And oh, yeah, you know, promises made of we're going to take this away from hedge funds and why are they not paying their fair share? Nothing happened. They were not able to do anything. Carried interest still exists. Hedge funds still use it and nothing happened. So I don't think anything is going to happen with this, but it's interesting that it's coming to the forefront as to affordability of home ownership for the average American. Well, if, if one of the homeowners complaints is that it's artificially inflating the value of the homes, the existing homeowners can't be necessarily unhappy about that. But what they will be unhappy about is if all of these hedge funds have to divest themselves over a given period of time of all these homes, is there going to be a flood of homes for sale in these markets that drives the price down? Yeah, that's absolutely true. I think the the, the proposed act is uh, <clears throat> they need to divest over a period of 10 years and uh, they can't buy any more single-family homes. But, you know, is a BTR community a single-family home? Or are they just talking about um, individual single-family homes? We don't know. We don't know a lot of the specifics of the act yet. We just I just thought it was interesting that Congress is trying to approach this in the way Congress does, which is basically just a big debacle. Yeah, I mean, just like with the, the vacation rental homes, they waited a little too long. You have You have entire companies and investment groups that have built their whole portfolios around Airbnb. And now there's towns that are just shutting it down. And, and you know, fair or not, uh, you know, it's business, but, you know, maybe be a little bit more proactive. And, and, you know, you bought a home, you know, you had the deed restrictions when you bought the home and, and maybe you should have investigated a little bit more up front. I don't know. Um, are you a victim or did you just not do your homework and understand your own deed restrictions? I don't know. Uh, I think the BTR concept as a whole uh, is a great concept that allows people that aren't ready, maybe not, maybe their credit's not ready. Maybe they're just waiting for that interest rate to drop so that they can improve their quality of life. And, and you know, baby boomers are holding onto their houses. People with 2 and 3% interest rates are holding their houses. I mean, we're in a very... Uh, uh, we're definitely in a seller's market still, even with uh, the inflation as high as it is. Um, so I think this really, really fills a, a, a need. Another interesting concept uh, that that's coming across is uh, a BTR community with uh, where you can rent your house, but you have the option to buy it. So since BTRs can be done where they're actually separate homes, 
some of the communities are setting them up so that, you know, a family can move into a, a house. They're paying rent for that house. And a percentage of that rent, a small percentage even, is going towards building equity in that house. Uh, and then at some point, when they're ready, they could just buy the house, which I think is a great concept. It's a good stepping stone between getting an apartment and going right to buying a house. Oh, I love that concept. And I think that'll be, a, I think it'll be a successful, uh, I think it'll be su- a, a successful concept. I think you'll see more and more of that in the BTR communities. And I think you'll get, you'll get full buy-in. I think there's going to be a lot of people interested in that concept. You know, what would be interesting, Robbie, is if we could uh, get a BTR community or get several BTR communities and issue bonds against them like we do for single family home mortgages. You know, it's an entire community. It's cash flowing. It's a multi, like a multifamily even, you know, uh, CMBS, which is your collateral, uh, co- uh, commercial mortgage bonds or collateral, um, mortgage bonds. Um, uh, that would be an interesting concept to see. And I think that somewhere uh, along the line in the future, someone is going to come up with a CMBS concept, which collateralizes BTR cash flow and issues bonds against them. You know, I think I think there's a lot of directions it could go. Um, I love that. I mean, I've seen some of these developers do a BTR community and, and it'd be 25 houses. I've seen the concept at 80. I've seen it at 200. So I think it allows a lot of developers, investment groups and on all levels to get in and, and build nice communities. And, and I think you're right. I think things like that are going to drive this BTR concept even further. And some of the BTR communities... Um also have maintenance included in the rent. So you don't actually have to mow your lawn. Um, you know, they have, uh, uh, their common areas are maintained, uh, as well as the houses are maintained just like an apartment, um, for the tenants. So, you know, if your plumbing goes wrong or electrical goes wrong or something else goes wrong, they have a maintenance team that comes in and takes care of it just like an apartment building. Uh, but it's a house and you you know, you, you're living in a house. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people are going to, uh, well, we know that they're getting very popular in the South. Um, and, uh, they're going to become more and more popular as, uh, the shortage of housing grows. And as you know, because of the high interest rates, uh, housing starts and multifamily starts have basically stopped, right? So there's not a whole, there's not a lot of new, housing uh, projects and multifamily projects uh, going up over the next year or so just because interest rates are just too high. Everybody's kind of on hold. So anything that was already started is finishing up. And so by the time interest rates go back down and we start seeing new developments of of houses and multifamily, the gap of the, the housing shortage would have grown a lot more. If y'all want to know anything else about uh, the BTR concept, we've got a couple of different articles already published on albanyparkcapital.com. Get on the website, check them out, read up on them. Any questions you have or comments, uh, let us know. Um, if you want a good, strong, stout cigar, I would recommend this Tabernacle Goliath. It's uh, definitely got a kick, uh, but it's a really good, flavorful smoke. Uh, I-, I like this uh uh, perfecto uh, it's a it's an interesting smoke um, i would recommend going out and grabbing one yeah and you know be sure to follow us on all our social media we're on uh, linkedin we're on instagram um and uh you know just uh youtube as well 
subscribe to our channel and uh, make sure you put any comments uh, of regarding anything that you have. Grab you a good smoke and read a few articles and, uh, and do your due diligence and, and keep investing.